0: Welcome to Talking In Stations. It's Matterall here with Caleb. Hey guys. We have Rundle with us. How you doing, Rundle?
1: Doing great, good evening, fellow New Eden pilots. And Nick Bison, please try and keep your heart rate down. It's a little bit late we started, we're sorry. Just, just bear with us.
0: And also with us, Rich Richman. Hello. <laughs> All right, hello Rich. Okay, it is patch day. It's also May 4th. You guys know what May 4th is? No,
2: no, no. That's not.
0: Uh... All right, so it's May 4th. May 5th the Cinco de Mayo. That's something that uh, the uh, Mex- Mexican-Americans, not Mexicans so much as Mexican-Americans celebrate, or used to, when bars were open.
1: Revenge of the 5th?
0: Uh, yeah, I actually never ran into that. But uh, then, on the 6th, not the 5th, but May 6th is Eve's anniversary. It turns
2: 18. Indeed, and uh, X, X up in chat if you insist that Matt will do the entire show on Cinco de Mayo in Spanish.
0: Oh, we can make that happen. Actually, <laughs> I've been wanting to do it, talking in stations in Spanish. It would, of course, be called Hablando en Estaciones. All right, uh, let's go to uh, the board. I think we have to look at the patch notes first and foremost, talk about what's in those. Then we're going to talk about the big uh, takeaway for today, which was not only the patch notes and the stuff that's in there, but Poshman is on fire because it's easier to move around in there. So a lot of stuff going on.
1: Someone opened the doors. (laughs) Yeah. Keys for everyone. Come on in.
3: Well, except the three home systems. So if you still have good Trigonavian standings, you can hide in there for now.
1: Oh, so we only open the the gates to the yard, but the house is still locked, in other words. Okay, got it.
3: Front yard and backyard, but the actual house itself remains closed.
1: Okay, got it. That's good to know. That's really good to know. It's important.
0: All right, let's have a look.
1: So as we were prepping on this, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Who am I getting the feedback?
0: Could be me. Probably. Try, try it again. Feedback from the stream. So. yeah, try it again. Uh, sometimes my headphones get picked up by the mic. All
1: right. So uh, I'm still hearing it. It's all right.
2: I have a small comment about the whole patch note thing. It's just one small thing. I am getting really disappointed at, at CCP being too competent. This is not fun anymore. Patch Day is supposed to be a risky day where there's weird shenanigans that can happen, like burning your hard drive or your graphics card or your POS starts shooting your friendlies and blues uh, or the universe being put in a box, all the fun stuff that we are expecting on Patch Day. CCP, can you please bring some of that entertainment back?
1: Are,
2: you, are your expectations that low that when things go right, you're suspicious? There's no suspicion. It's disappointment. The entertainment value is gone. There's no there's no big catastrophic things happening on patch days anymore. I, I don't even need to set a, a, a skill queue or anything. I can just log in like 15 minutes, and the worst thing that can happen is that Jeta markets are lagging a little bit. That's about the only drama we get these days.
0: All right. Thanks, Ashtarothi, for a big old raid. You guys have been spending time with Ashtarothi, so you probably know a lot about the patch notes uh, but we should go through them for people who haven't been listening all day long uh what are some of the things you guys want to point out first we can go in order if you like
1: hey oh, Aurora
0: yeah uh it's aurora and she looks animated you can see uh we talked about yep. this yesterday and uh look forward to more of this in the future Uh, We will probably uh, be seeing mission agents later on that have this. We talked about maybe players. It is an AI, we assume, so that any verbalization gets mapped to a moving puppeteering mouth. Uh, So if it can work for uh, static content, maybe it can work for uh, dynamic content, like somebody actually, like me, talking. Which would be interesting. If that was the case, I would (laughs) never have shown my face in the first place. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well that was the promise originally right this was hinted at and, and teased uh two years ago in i think in vegas that they were talking about doing something like uh avatar animations uh using uh, the same types of overlay that you use for all the other uh voice uh video call stuff right you can get uh, your face replaced with the uh, cats and uh Anime figures. And I'm not
0: a cat. Like that not a big hit over the summer. Some lawyer. Oh,
2: that's what we should do tomorrow, right? Yeah. The, well, <laughs> our own producer McLeod did this <laughs> uh, elsewhere, where he put himself on as a cat, and uh, maybe we should do that tomorrow, uh, all. You can be El Gato doing
0: Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Puss in Boots. I have to. <laughs> that would be <Yep>. funny. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So let's. Can somebody read that, or should I?
1: Which part? The hanger.
0: Yeah, the hangar, or yeah, the yeah. hangar, because
1: yeah, yeah. So like the hangar, right? They because they did the external G four four four. They've decided to you know redo the inside to match the exterior, right? So lots of new hangar geometry, lighting effects. There's a lot, uh, some, a lot of new things to look at. Automated drones, different uh, reflections on the capsule traffic. There's better dynamic camera movement. There's actually unique audio now if you have your audio turned on. Yes, Eve has sound. Station engineers also, uh, for sh- special events, will actually shoot fireworks inside the hangar, so you don't have to undock to look at the fireworks happening outside. It'll happen on the inside as well. And a little funny line here, you know, much to the chagrin of the ventilation performance specialists. Uh, there will also um, improve diffuse reflections on space objects. These are some more of the graphical updates outside of G244 that's just across the game. And then. Uh, Added anti-aliasing for 3D avatars and windows.
0: And here so, it is. Transmission
1: windows, character sheets, stuff like that.
0: Uh, you can see this thing looks enormous.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, want you could. To be able I spent fly around in it. I
1: yeah, you be know, be
2: able to fly around in there.
1: The, the thing that I would – what I kind of would hope we could do is we could zoom. Maybe I'm, I don't have the right camera set up or something, but I, I can only zoom out of my ship and right up to my ship. What I'd like to be able to do is zoom past, like to be able to zoom in. Oh, you can.
0: The... You right-click first, and then you zoom, and then you're, you can go look around.
1: Oh, well, there you go. See? That's great. I want to walk around in there. There's lots of neat little things to First, stare maybe at, though.
2: flying before walking <laughs>
1: there's a lot of neat things to look at even even now that i now I understand how to do the zooming, but before I could do that, I was still even you know kind of scrolling around. there seems to be lots of neat little things to take a peek at. I'm actually pretty impressed. it was pretty cool
0: yeah, you see these drones and and, and just to to
1: to to
2: show my my age just for a second, one of the great inspirational sources for eve Online is uh Frontier Elite, right. And one of the big problems when you played that was that it was really hardcore until you got the auto-docking feature. I actually want the manual docking and non-docking
0: now. Am I Elite Dangerous or a different game?
2: Yeah, uh, no, no, no uh, old game. The original Frontier okay. Elite, right, that this game is actually based on or inspired uh, by, right? It And, well, it, it's horribly old, but I remember how horribly difficult it was to dock manually uh until you could afford the the automated uh, function
0: have a look at these signs over here i just want to be able to
2: fly out of the station i want to be able to find my way out of that maze
3: i would like to walk around in it and
2: get lost in
3: it at
2: least while we're walking on the ground
3: i have one less dimension of uh, freedom to worry about i can walk back and forth instead of floating in the air
2: it comes a uh, really Small problem there, Rich. Um, I don't know if you've uh, been in the captain's quarter, but if you have, you know that this guy walks at a horribly slow pace. If you're going to traverse any of those distances that we see here, it's going to take you forever. Make it
3: a workout, but uh, sadly, walking in stations has been long removed. All
0: right, In here, you can see some of the drone um, ships that are moving around. They seem to be I have one centered there. I can't get any closer to it. They're very small. But if you zoom in like we're zooming in, you can actually catch them. And uh, they actually are modeled, so they're like little fighters or drones. Uh, and they move around, and they have artificial intelligence because you can see them bopping around. Sometimes they have nervous ticks, though, and they flip on their side like this one here. It's flipping on its side. but
1: yeah, That's pretty cool. I
0: have yeah, to say that the wild.
1: station does feel alive. Mm-hmm.
0: It does feel a lot. Look at that just flipped over that little drone.
2: I just love the fact that those uh, uh, cargo container drones actually have cargo containers on them. So I think there's like four on each side on the small, and then it just scales up, and you can just see like I think it's something in the 30s or 40s on the medium one. Uh, and then the big one, you can actually not really see the, the containers, but it's really like huge compared to the other two really nice little models
0: right and there's my ship but you see the flaps around the docking area those flaps go down when you undock and gas comes out and then uh, they actually go up when you land and gas comes out then too pretty wild i don't know if you've noticed this ship but it kind of looks like a god like uh and if you don't see the face maybe you do now I was noticing this thing looked like some kind of a vase or a god, uh, and it freaked me out. All right, well, enough of that. (laughs) Anyway, interior, Jita looks amazing. Just in time for the celebration. And uh, they did the outside of it over a period of a year, maybe two. Slow build. It's now fully built out on the outside of Jita, and the inside now matches the uh, scale of the outside. So it just works.
1: Um, Okay, so let's move on to some additional elements of the patch notes today. Uh, Let's talk about the Triglavian Collective. So um, they removed the standing requirements from the Poshvan loop gates to increase accessibility to the region. So as Rich stated, the standing requirements for the home systems remain the same. So that uh, we'll get into some more details there. That has had an immediate effect on the universe. And we'll maybe talk about that after if we get through the patch notes. Uh, Missions and MPC patches where they updated the the DDLP store, uh, they changed a few of the items, lowering the costs, and a few items where the cost increased. And you need to visit the store to find out which did what. So if you are a corporation uh, with a negative wallet and you try to transfer your structure, you can no longer do that. They've fixed that. And then there's a bunch of user interface changes and some of them seem to cause some confusion in various discords and stuff. Maybe we'll talk about that. Some other people might want to chime well, in. Well, it's, it's just, uh,
0: people are used to how they were would pin it and then you could make it translucent so you could see through a pin, a pinned window. And I think a lot of that functionality is still there. It's just broken out differently. So now you have a lock symbol on one of the, uh, I guess we can't show it unless I go back to the let me go back to the screen. I think you guys have seen this. If not, I will uh, be showing you. Let me bring that out to change to the ship again.
3: If you see the Eve Online websites play free button and the login button, it's the same shade as green.
0: Like a bit
3: of a horror slime green, I call it, as the one on the launcher right now. Aesthetically speaking, it's quite pleasing. I
1: quite like the change in color. Oh, great. What's the get
0: the HUD back?
1: Is it like Alt F9 or something like that?
0: My keyboard is a hybrid Mac PC keyboard, so, but let's see.
1: Then we can't help you. Yeah.
0: It's okay, it came back. Somehow I stumbled upon it and it came back, but there it is. Okay, so let's look at uh, an asset window. Uh, For clarity's sake, we're going to make this huge. Well, it only goes to 150, so try that. There's a little bug overlapping uh, pipe there. Okay, so look at this here, this corner, and this is what's changed. And it's really not a very big deal, but. um, one will lock it in place so it can't move. Uh, I think you guys are familiar with this and what's the other button do the translucence?
1: Yeah, I think that's the other one that, uh, the, uh, to set the window above the full screen views, which is your translucence.
0: Oh, here it is. Enable always above that's new. Actually. I don't remember that being there. So this is a new function.
1: Yeah, I think that means that that always stays on the top.
0: Yeah. uh, So for a watch list or something, you may never want that to be covered. And, uh, and I think that might work through, let's actually check that out. It might work through, let's say I'm doing industry. I always want the industry window on top, but I need to look at my map and there you go. That's new. You couldn't do that before. So now you can work on your industry, uh, Window, or if I shrink my industry window to just factory slots or whatever, I guess I've done, then I can uh, probably use these things together. There it goes. So if I'm looking at facilities and I want to use my map, there's probably a way to make this work together. So I could say uh, public facilities, not in current system, but 10 jumps away you know, give me a list. I can go look at those uh, systems and if I do this correctly and filter for manufacturing cost, manufacturing system cost index, then I could see um, how much it's gonna cost me to build stuff there. So you couldn't do this before. The window uh, on the map would always kind of sit on top. So the reason's on top now because I took this off, but I'll put that on top. And there you go. That's great. And I think if you actually make this translucent, uh, you could probably see through it if you want to. And, that way and I you're...
1: think that's a right click option now. That was the the thing instead of a. Oh, let's see. I think that's what it is.
0: Enable light background. Ah. There you go. You know what's funny? I think they let's have... So let's do that again. So you have this and you want to right click. And they have a light background so you can see through it. That's nice how it comes in. It kind of fades in. And, and I
1: think that'll go to the translucent setting that you set in your main, like when you uh, escape out and you go to the, the settings window that you can set your translucent level there. Yeah. And I think this is what enables or disables a window to be translucent or not Very at nice that level.
0: This is something weird about uh, layering. I don't know if you noticed, but you can see my ship back there. Do you see it? But it's not on the map. How is that possible? It's kind of a magic trick.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I see that even on the video stream.
0: Yep. So uh, you you can see that if you're actually looking at the map full screen, if you look at your overview, you can actually see the warp and progress and stuff. So you you can tell if you're moving and stuff. I find it helpful, but it's a little bit of a, I don't know, must be some kind of layering thing. But the window serves to look through the map. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's see, you guys have any questions or comments? Uh, RISO says, when you right click on the window headers, you can change the translucency. Oh, let's see. I guess that's what we just did, but I thought you could adjust
1: it here. No, I think the adjustments in the the settings menu.
0: In general settings, um, right here, under window appearance, here's translucence. That's right. And that way you uh, can adjust that to taste. Well, let's crank it because I had it at minimum. Let's go, back. oh yeah, you can see right through that thing now.
1: Yeah, but when you so when you right-click and change that, so you could have a you could have your map as non-translucent. You can have a few other items as translucent, and then you could always set one to the top. So the item that's at the top would always be translucent maximum, no matter what you bring up behind it, you would still be able to see through it. But still have the content of the top window. That's how I would envision using it.
0: Well, translucence is working now. So the light background, enable light background, I think that's a different thing.
3: Yes, it did, and change it into a different shader. Yeah. I think this is going to be quite a good change because now people who say this can be used in PvP with people who say use battleships or Black Ops ships or things like that, they will be able to set their cap booster inventory never to. Go underneath another window, so they can always access it now, and they can always monitor how many cap boosters they have left. I think this is going to be a quite, this is quite a good change. Very productive. Yep.
0: That's no translucence, and if I enable light mode, hmm, it
1: gives so it still so has a has a, so it doesn't so they're actually independent, is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they're
1: maybe independent. I, maybe I just when I played with it earlier today, really quickly, it must be that what I have is my translucent must be roughly matched to what this this uh, light mode is then because it, it looks like a insane. shade of difference yeah no, there, there is... or i did i mean i did it real fast i was just playing with it clicking buttons all
0: yeah. right well that was fun to play with
1: that's well, good to know yep
0: looks good though i think the client yeah. looks good i think gita looks amazing let's back out whoa
1: so there's a couple other items here on the ui um they uh system info and route are now accessible from all full screen views scan and probe panels are now aligned to the right when in full screen mode. All full screen windows are set to full screen by default. Honestly don't know how all that works. Uh, Here's the one I want to talk about really quickly. Added a cancel locking attempt to the radial menu. Uh, If you're a radial menu person, you will probably like this. If you are in ships that take a long lock time and you've ever tried to lock something and realized, "Ah, wrong ship, I don't want to do that this here will help you lock that. That along with a fix that was a little while ago or a change that was a little while ago where you have a unlock all targets button should give you a lot more flexibility in managing your uh, targets. I think that's a, hopefully that's gonna be a really good change. It's only the radial menu. So uh, if you're not a radial menu person, you're gonna have to uh, learn how to use it, I think. I haven't tried this out yet. So if anyone has tried this out and there's other ways to access it, I'd be love. I'd love to know, but you can was always it? right-click on a target once it's done locking to, un- to unselect it to cancel. But
0: was this That's here before? An excellent
1: change. Uh, the ability to cancel locking attempts
3: because there are things like beacons, for example, that take a whole three minutes to lock, and if you accidentally click on that, it's just agony. Especially if you have sounds up playing, because you're gonna hit. He- you're gonna hear that. Locking sound over and over yeah. again for those three minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's enough to drive anyone insane. So I, I really like these changes.
0: Well, I don't remember if uh, this navigation area was here when you were looking at the map. Does anybody remember? It
3: should be there. It's. It's always been there. It's always been there. Underneath it's the been there? Underneath yeah. the, uh, the system and moon location, oh, nearest celestial location. It should have been always there.
0: Yes. Okay. So uh, it wasn't, right? I didn't think it was. And this is important, and here's why. If I undock uh which I will do when I remember where the undock button is. Oh, all my, all my windows a, are in a window that you have. Yeah. All my windows are closed station services. So undock. Little joke about that, by the way. I used to be an NC dot. All right. So, um and we'll get the dock up again, which is cool, so we can see the flaps animate. I'm sorry, I'm taking you back, but I wanted to show you why that's important. Because if you're looking at the map, and you know sometimes you want to look at the map to uh, navigate around where people have been killed in the last three hours, you can actually set that as a filter. So as you're navigating around, if you right-click on the very next button, you can jump through the stargate, so you don't need to constantly go hunting for the overview. You can do it from here. So the next. Hey.
2: Also, if you are looking for a system with a lower industry index, you can also use the map while you're out flying.
0: Yeah. The point is this is handy for actual travel and strategic travel. So if I right click on this one, I get to jump through the next Stargate. And then after that one, I get to jump through the next Stargate. The the next Stargate is always the one closest to the left-hand side. And the furthest destination is the one on the right. So that is helpful. At least I think it's going to help me as I move around. So now let's dock up and look at the animation. We don't need an overview. We don't need no stinking overview anymore. Uh, We'll have a look at the animation. I'll do an F9, wrong one. Hello buttons. Here it is. Let's see. This is animation. I don't think I can turn the camera on this. Oh, I was wrong. You can. And if you look here, you'll see these flaps come up.
1: It was like landing lights and everything. Yeah, oh, neat.
0: Flaps are moving up now. There, lights on. See the steam coming out of the ground there.
1: Very cool. Uh, ah,
0: yeah. not bad. And it feels like space. Okay. Right. That's good stuff.
1: So the audience, yeah. So the audience on the uh, on the uh, lock button. Uh, so I know that when an, uh, when an item is locked, you can cancel the lock, but I don't recall ever seeing a cancel locking attempt when you right-click on a target. If there's one there, that's great. I'll have to look next time. Yeah. Maybe I've always assumed that you had to wait for it to lin- finish locking. But
0: That's good because no. sometimes when you're in a fleet and you're uh, looking around and probing, you might have your finger on control, which is a, a normal place to put it because when you control tap on... Uh, somebody in the overview or on a ship, it will automatically lock. It's a quick lock. And sometimes I was looking around and accidentally locking RFC, and I didn't mean to, because that's a hostile act if you're not a logistics pilot. Uh, So I'd be like, come on, come on, come on, come on, you know, and then it would lock, and then I'd unlock it really quickly, so I didn't shoot him accidentally in the middle of a fight. So you can prevent that embarrassment.
2: Yeah, I, agree, I agree with the chat that uh, I really hope they do something similar with interiors, at least to the other trade hub stations.
1: Yeah, that's a interesting. You know, they're saying if, some people are saying, yeah, it was kind of recently added. I don't know even recently timeframe is, but it's, you know, Eve is very habit forming, right. Muscle memory and old habits, right. We talked, we talked about this a few times, right. When new players come in, they learn the new things. And I think matter all, you made the point once, right. That, Sometimes it's the new players that teach the old players something because they're not saddled with the old ways of doing things. They just come in and learn the newest, most efficient way and and get the new things. And so these continual upgrades, I, I, the reason I bring that up is because there will be someone somewhere in this universe who says, ah, why the F did they fix that or screw this or do whatever? Because honestly, innovation is good, right? Even if an old crutch like myself is like, ah, crap, I don't know how to do that. It's going to be okay because... The new players will benefit, and that'll keep people around longer, which ultimately is the big the benefit for the game. And I'll learn. Eventually, I'll learn.
2: You mean like when uh, Arsia, who is an Avid PvPer, uh, discovered that you could mass select uh, and target in space? Yeah, stuff like that. Exactly.
0: Using marquee. Exactly. Yeah. Well, somebody could have pointed out uh, the undock is your uh, uh, top right, not your bottom left, which... When that change came through, it threw everybody well, off for months.
2: Yeah, and there's still people from NC that are stuck in stations because of that <laughs> one, because they haven't found the undock button, I'm sure of it.
0: It was here a minute ago. Takes a new guy to show you where the undock button is.
1: Exactly. All right. And so the, one of the last ones, uh, just to get back onto the patch notes, they added a fleet summary tab in the fleet composition window, which allows users to see how many ships of each type are in the fleet. So that's, uh, I think that'll be very handy. Uh, certainly handy for all those spies out there who are going to want to be able to get on there, you know, tell their, hey, this is what's coming. This many of this ship well, exactly, this many of this much ship, be be ready for it. So spies rejoice and fleet commanders moderately rejoice.
2: Well, I think this is f- slightly relevant because uh, to me, this seems like something that ties into fleet formations, right? Um, when you have formation flying, it is very useful that you have composition of your fleet as well. This is one of the things that um, I believe is is going to be the new meta uh, some months down the line, right? When when you no longer do fleets of just one type, but actually do proper compositions again.
1: So are you crafting that uh, fleet composition will be, there'll be an uh, ability to uh, customize it where, you know, battleships in the front, uh, Lodgy in the back, tackle to the right, whatever to the left. And then that way, you know how many numbers you have, you know, what you're doing. And then I will pick, So you now will be able to scan through the fleet formation and go, ah, I've built custom formation alpha and, you know. Yeah, pretty much. You're, dial that up.
2: you're composing your, your fleet uh, as you would an actual uh, special forces unit. So you, you get all the different uh, functionality. And then I think that FCs will figure out how to use this effectively. Um, this is tied into what fleet formation flying can actually do if we start using it in, in a strategic way, right?
1: And, so so someone somewhere is going to yell out, you know, attack formation delta, engage, and then that's going to happen, that's what you're saying. Something
2: like that. But right now <laughs> we don't have that much agency uh, and, and and functionality in, in, in formation flying. Uh, people are still just experimenting with it. But I, I can definitely see a point where you have specific numbers and, and, and uh, proportions of different types of ships in your uh, fleet. And being able to see that very fast going, I need more faxes in, in, in my fleet or uh, I, I, I need more Feroxes uh, uh, and stuff like that. I think that's definitely where things might actually be trending.
1: Right. And as they're talking about it in the audience, as I pointed out, now everyone gets to see this, right? The, the fleet bosses used to be able to see it before, but um, now it's like instant. So like, I, it, for me, it's kind of, it, when I read that, I was instantly, oh, the spies will love this. I really kind of instantly thought spies rejoice.
0: Well, let's see if I can join the fleet. Uh, let's see. I don't know, this dead space one.
1: Get ready for a boxing with roll. i
0: will try to join this fleet here.
1: You could try, try and make your own fleet, roll. You guys are uh, rush. Fleet of one will kind of be boring.
0: All right, so I sent a request. Looks like it's accepted. And uh, where can I find who's in here? Active recloners.
1: You gotta look at the fleet uh, tool.
0: Active recloners. Uh, make sure
1: you undock in something cheaper if you're gonna get ganked. There you go. Someone got it. Riker Delta. Yep. And fleet form fleet. Yeah, I wonder if it's under.
0: Well, here's Fleet Formation. That's different. Fleet Finder, that's what I was just looking at, the old version of that, though. And Recloners, oh, that's if you're in a ship, in a frigate, and you want to Reclone into a ship. I wonder where this is. I wonder if it's here. Uh, export Loot History, Store Fleet Setup, View as List, Flag Fleet, Leave Fleet.
1: What about that little uh, icon down in the bottom right? Down in the bottom right there, under the Broadcast window? Nope, maybe not.
0: Under the broadcast window, I think it might be something that
3: only is this perhaps something only fleet commanders can use to see oh, what yeah, it they... might be
0: here. That's position, that's backup, that's request to hold position, and that is at location. So these are all commands.
3: I think it
1: must be a fleet commander only thing.
0: But they had that, that, was... bef- they had that I before. That, was, I there. Think that so. was
1: there before, though. That was the thing, right? So...
0: Oh, there it was. Something popped up.
1: That's the warping fleet formation.
3: That's not it.
0: Well, something popped up there a second ago, though. There. Uh, Okay. No. That's not it. That's not it.
1: All right. Well, we'll poke around on a fleet and we'll see if we can't discover this.
3: Ah, yes. You need
1: to be in command.
3: Like, I thought so.
0: So it's not just the fleet commander, but the what? The uh, other commanders too? Presumably. All right, well.
1: Then that's a silly patch note. All right, well, that's because it just said, you know, users, right? So if you're in the fleet, you're a user of the fleet. So, yeah, well. Uh, so back to the patch notes real quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, defect fixes. There was uh, some gameplay fixes where they fixed uh, an issue where <laughs> injecting skill books for a skill let me just, that was affected by the expert system. All right, Sergey. Let
0: ahead. me just point out that they're yeah. trying to get me to hit the undock button here so that I will accidentally undock. And then they can kidnap me by warping me to some str- place and uh, jumping me like criminals. Shall we do it?
2: <laughs> Make sure you're undocking in uh, a cheap ship, Meryl, oh. before you do that.
3: And please, do you set your safeties to... Green, in case you get kidnapped into, say, a filament.
0: Uh, here's the undock button. That's certain death, I'm sure. Uh, how do I get out of this thing? Oh, that's the wrong one. Ah, I have to go the long Great, way. Social fleet. Top left of fleet is leave fleet. I'll do that. Thanks, though. That was exciting. A little drama for you guys. <laughs> All right, let's move back to the, the show. The show notes, or the uh, sorry, the yeah, just going back notes. to
1: the patch notes. There was a few defects fixed. Uh, try to just kind of quickly point out to them. Just uh, the skill books for skills affected by expert systems were not working properly. They fixed that. So if you've activated an expert system and then tried to inject the skill, which is what they really want, apparently there was an issue. They fixed that. Uh, they fixed an issue with newly created characters defaulting to a more more aged look they uh repaired the sieve pool decals where they were clipping incorrectly the men's lockstep boots could clip through the men's strider pants that's a shame no fashion <laughs> faux pas and eve you want to fix all those fashion faux pas and eve of course right the abyssal glory skin uh looked incorrectly on the apocalypse was uh, repaired The strategic material defender skin looked incorrect on the Brudix. That's been repaired. And character animations were not working well zoomed out in the character creator. They've repaired that as well. There were some localization fixes where the try, the new map settings, uh, was not being localized. Some text strings for various languages. There's been a number of uh, localization language fixes over the last... Uh, you know, to last uh, two or three patches. And so they've obviously been getting some, some, uh, nope, that's not how you say that. So they fixed the languages and the industrial sino, industrial sinojal link from the venture show info window. That's now is corrected. And on the user interface, they fixed an issue where it was preventing the install clone option from showing in the character context menu. So overall, you know, some, some little fixes and uh, a reasonable patch day and as we said at the top of this i think ccp is working towards the uh the point in time when they could just patch any damn day and no one would notice
0: all right here's an explanation of aurora and the uh what we just showed you the new interior so you can check that out on a complimentary dev blog that came out today too one other thing i wanted to point out remember we said that the agency having a fleet finder for public use was going to get newbies killed. Remember, we said that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think those guys were just evidence that that's what's happening. People are fishing in Jita. They essentially, uh, well, I don't know if you, I don't know if anybody that's new is in Jita. Hopefully not, but they are fishing, and people are going to get killed that way.
3: I knew that in the early fleet finder release, people lured new players from Jita and other new player starting systems into low sec systems, particularly dangerous ones, including Amomake. And on the basis of, they're going to run missions together. So please do be careful before you join any fleets, especially public ones.
0: Yeah. Thanks to one of our Patreons already, uh, Nick Bison, for buying everybody a round of uh, subs. So thank you, Nick. That's nice of you. And he's already a Patreon. Okay. Shall we go to Poshman?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's return to the Poshman topic. So, so we talked about the uh, the gates to the front yard and the backyard are opened. The house is still locked, but in come the hooligans, and uh, right away there's already been at least one fairly big fight. Rich, you want to talk us through the 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 ebb and the flow of this fight, or what you can what you can drive from it a bit?
3: What I can drive from this is with the recent update, access to Parchment has been substantially increased. Prior to this, you required additional access to enter some of the more border systems. This would be in systems like Harbour, Raravos, Otella, Nalbola, Angimon, and Bale. Now, with what's changed, you can access almost all of the systems in Parchment space except the very home systems themselves, which is only three. That would be Archie, Niaja, and Kino. Today, there was a fight over an Asbel in the system of Sekenta in Pokhvan. This is not really a restricted system. Most people should be able to access it, and people skirmished over this Asbel. Shortly after this Asbel was destroyed, people skirmished over each other before everybody left the field. As of current, the majority population of Pogven consists of Strybog clade, who are on blue terms with the Imperium, to my knowledge. And before this update had hit, there were several groups run by various people, including uh, Lucy Liu, the Russian Eve streamer, and Roque Capel, who had made a beachhead into Pogven and were combing the region and fighting the residents there. Now, with this flood of access... I am aware that Stryborg and Goonsworm Gunsw- uh, Federation, Bastion, and other people who lived in Parkman for quite a while are now skirmishing with the new
2: entrance to
3: this system.
2: <laughs> so aside from hilarious violence, what can we esp- expect that this will lead to? Uh, anyone got any ideas on that?
0: Well, what was the problem before that they're trying to solve now with the... Uh lowering of the travel standards for strangers inside that region that has basically been more or less exclusive to people who were fighting on the side of the region's owners, the Triglavians, they could move with impunity because they had good standing, so they could just move around. So you get into a little fight, you don't like the way it's going, you just go through a gate. They can't follow you because they don't have that standing. And so the fight was over. The problem with
3: POCFEN for a lot of people is the access to it was restricted if you had the right standing. To get the right standing would, to my knowledge, take at least one day of solid grinding. And if you want to expedite that, and you decide to attack Edencom, you may have to commit fully to living inside Poghman, because you will no, no longer be able to enter high sec systems which have Edencom status, or you would risk being killed on the gate or killed in similar ways. So this prevented a lot of groups from just simply entering because a lot of people did not wish to grind uh, the standings, especially in a safe way, because the only way, safe way to do it without putting yourself at risk later on is to kill the drone NPCs within Parkman, And their rate of spawning
2: is dependent. I think I was mostly hinting at uh, the fact that if more people have access to it, can this actually bring about some devaluing of uh, the stuff that is sourced. So, the things like the Triglavian ships and the Edencom ships. So, we might actually be more likely to see them enter the high meta and the doctrines.
0: Well, they already are in, in a lot of the meta doctrines. Um, you've, you've seen them around. It just depends on uh, the scale of fighting, but not the huge, super large fleets. I don't know if you'll ever see them there, but definitely mid-range and even small. Um, But more people sourcing the material means more material, means lower prices for that material. The question is, uh, what's Poshkin gonna be like, or Poshvin going to be like to actually source? Is it going to be a touristy area where it's relatively easy? Or is there gonna be some kind of resistance? Because it seems like the guys that live in there I'm not sure how friendly they'll be to new people coming around and taking a bite out of their possible income or devaluing their market.
3: To my knowledge, prior to this update, which Pogvin was released, the Icatursa experienced a massive, massive price increase to the point where it is around a billion per hull now. I am looking forward to seeing the price of this fantastic ship lower in the future. So if... Additional access means lower pricing of Trigavian ships. This may be a good thing. However, as of current with the influx of new people entering, though they may not be able to access to the three key home systems, they are still able to access it. And to my knowledge, anybody who is not part of Strybog, one of the biggest groups in Popvin, or the Imperium, are being killed on sight.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh not surprising at all i think there's uh i think there's an attempt to solidify more and more control over the area uh, fraternity was dabbling in stripe uh, not Strybox territory but poshvin the uh, whole area and uh peace was brought to that invasion we'll call it uh so they were basically bought off i think money was exchanged for or maybe money will be exchanged. Maybe a percentage of their profits uh, go to fraternity. We don't know what arrangement. If he took a flat fee, bad move Noros. If he's taking a percentage, that's a really good move because there's a lot of money in Poshman. A lot of money. There was a long-standing
2: joke back when we were not this far into the war that uh, maybe the Imperium should have prepared better for the Poshman stuff so they could actually be able to... Uh, sleep on the couch of the Triglavians and extract to there.
0: That could be a narrative vehicle too, right? Like, look, Nullsec is no longer profitable. We're going to where the profit is. The thing is, you're talking about uh, a lot of players going into an area where, I don't know, does Goonswarm become the masters of Poshfin? Is that their... Is that their getaway plan? No. Uh, I don't Is think he, so. Well,
2: but but it, it, it might be a, vi- a viable place to at least uh, get a, a strong foothold, right? And and and, and almost uh, monopolize it because they have the numbers. And right now, it's uh, it's interesting, especially now that the standing requirements are, are gone for some of the content. Now now it's easier to, to enter and actually potentially do something with. Whether that yeah. happens or not, I don't know. But it, it would be an interesting narrative that that they that they go and uh, uh, try and take control and, uh, well, quote-unquote, live out of uh, posh, when it would definitely be interesting.
3: I think Pogfin is a fantastic uh, area with a lot of potential. There is a lot of potential use in terms of logistics or blobs hunting due to the wide coverage of uh, low-sec and high-sec regions it offers. And it's, well, the fact that it's now opened up for many... It's a great time to take a look at what you can do with Pokémon and what well. Pokémon can do for you. However, there is a travel advisory. It is a very hostile area. If you jump certain gates or even get close to certain gates, there may be very hostile NPCs or hostile residents who will most likely attempt to kill you.
0: Here's the thing. Pachvin was always seen as some kind of an ideal for faster travel through the cluster which means if you were in the far left in Kaldari space and you wanted to go to uh, Amar, uh, well, you know, it's a long trip, talking, what, 20 to 40 jumps, and maybe 40 jumps. And so what you could do is enter in Pashvin, jump five jumps, and then jump out of Pashvin, and you're really deep in uh, Amar space. And you couldn't really do that unless you had standing. So that was kind of a closed opportunity for people who were hauling things. But now that may open up to a lot more people. Again, remember, it's like a subway system, right? You don't get into a subway and get out two blocks later. You go like 10 blocks and then you get out. And that's what Poshvin is. It's a subway system for New Eden.
3: Fights in Poshvin have long, well, for at least several months been talked about. It's been streamed by streamers, and now I'm glad to see that people are coming in here, and there's a lot of fighting. Prior to this, there have been a bit of disgruntlement over the fact that large groups within Pogman were essentially all blue to each other. But here, now that the gates are open, we are seeing various PvP groups, Hard Knocks, Russian Thunder Squad, uh, Singularity Syndicates, and more flood in to, well, engage each other, engage the residents, engage anybody they can see. I uh, With Pogman being so easily accessible, I'm looking forward to it. All it okay. takes is just one implant and the fleet, and you'll get in.
2: I think it's going to evolve into some sort of uh, large-scale Thunderdome thing, where a lot of people will actually do almost like proxy warfare.
3: Well, if you take a look at the podcast channel, I linked one of the battle reports. Uh, in this battle report, it Pretty much looks like a free-for-all. Everybody sort of stuck around to destroy the Asbel, but shortly after the Asbel fell, I can see on the timeline that the Russian Thunder Squad immediately began fighting Hard Knocks, and Hard Knocks were fighting uh, Singularity Syndicate, and it was a three-, four-way, who knows how many ways fight. A Donnybrook. It was a good old Donnybrook.
0: Well, and the structures inside a Poshvin are really coveted because no structures can be put down. So whatever's there, that's the maximum. So a structure being destroyed, it just becomes a rare object that you can't ever get back. So it's going to be interesting, unless CCP changes that in some way later in the future. To my
3: knowledge, super capitals and capitals inside Poshvin are also highly coveted and valued. I know several are really in the hands of the old and original parkman residents so they who knows we may see them field that i don't think they will because of their rarity and coveted status
0: can they they can't uh, can they move inside a poshman if they're already in there? supers you
3: can definitely move them out moving them back in
0: no no Different i'm can, sorry can't they take gates inside a poshman I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. Keeping that. It's such a rare. Super. It's such a rare thing. I don't know if uh, we even know the answer to that because security in Poshfin is is not quite security uh, as we know it in low sec, high sec, and null sec. It works a little bit differently. But the only way a super would be in Poshfin itself was if it was in one of the low sec systems. And uh, the question is, inside of Poshfin, can it move to? A former high sex system. I don't know. I don't think so. But to my
3: knowledge, there was a asset safety location that was kidnapped into Popvin. Oh wow! And there were people who had super capitals and capitals in low sex systems that were later kidnapped uh, into the Popvin system. And those individuals sold these super capitals at quite high prices, and they made a good amount of profit from them. Yeah, well, they weren't here. going to use them anyway.
0: So the ASBEL going down is kind of tragic for whoever owned it. Um, and I guess that was a Theta-3 or Omega uh, and friends of Media, Media Labs. And I think that was taken out by Hard Knocks. Is that right? No, it's, it's a combination of various
3: different people. D-Sync mm-hmm. is a small-scale P- uh, PvP group, Russian Thunder Squad on behalf of Gunsworn Federation, uh, Hard Knox and various other groups. Uh, shortly after this went down, they began engaging each other. Hmm. Uh, I've linked another battle report which should show you the timeline of when this all happened. Thank you. At 2100 EVE time, the Asbel went down. Shortly afterwards, Hard Knocks, Basilisks went down. Followed by, well, their Lokis, Basilisks, Lachesis, and then the engagement began scaling down.
0: When the Asbel dies here. So.
3: You can see prior to this and slightly after this that various different ships of various different sides began falling left and right.
0: Wild. Okay.
3: But for those who are just entering Pogfin right now, you do not have access to all the systems. There are three crucial systems that you do not have access to. And those presumably are the home systems on each corner of the triangle. Kino, Archie, and Niaja.
0: So, Clint Fandango uh, says, we were fighting each other long before the Asbel went down. I did hear it was a heavy day in Poshvin. Like, there was just a ton of calamity. A lot of fighting going on uh, as people were getting in there and moving around freely for the first time.
3: There were a lot of accidental casualties of people traveling to the wrong gate or not understanding the geography and the Terrain of Prokoven, but people will learn, and we will see what this means
1: uh, very soon. Yeah, you we'll know, see how that builds through, uh, you know, through the weeks to come. See how that plays out uh, in in many other aspects, in terms of you know wars that are happening, in terms of travel, movement of goods. Uh, who knows, right? We'll see. It's uh, it's just more change. It seems to be positive change already for the things that we like, fighting and conflict. So it uh, seems like a good change all around.
0: Very Speaking
3: cool. of structures in general, structures can no longer be tra- uh, transferred from a corporation negative wallet. We all know. Uh, come on, the elephant's right. in the room. We all know why this is uh, what this means.
0: Who did it? Um, let me guess. Let me guess. Fraternity.
3: Fraternity was was a big one in the past. However, I do not know if they've currently got a neg wallet in the present or the situation right now.
0: What's a neg wallet mean?
3: A neg wallet is when CCP forcibly removes money away from your wallet. This has usually occurred when you commit such offenses as buying ISC illegally for real-world money, bypassing the Plex system, or if you use automated programs, uh, botting to...
0: Ill-gotten gains. Excessed starting
3: to obtain ill-gotten gains. I believe yeah, they will also it. remove your ISK if there's evidence of ISK being obtained from illicit sources, say account stealing and such. Now, if you have a negative wallet, there's a lot of things that you cannot do. Yeah.
0: And this is you when... You can't
3: do contracts, you can't yeah, do trade. Right. It's all to stop you from... Well, it's to force you to pay it off before you can continue to operate as it's, normal.
0: It's a heavy penalty. and And, and the thing of it is... They also said that if renters of yours, if people who pay you rent, uh, get caught using uh, bots, that the money that they gave you would be pulled. So that comes out of your pocket. So it's in your interest to make sure that your renters aren't giving you essentially counterfeit money that will get pulled out of your wallet.
1: I think the my question here is, does this work both ways? Explain that. Can you trade to someone with a negative well, wallet? Is that what you're asking?
3: Exactly. You can give things to somebody with a negative wallet, but I don't think they can give you anything back. Mm. I presume it's to allow a way... People, CCP want you to pay off your neg wallet debt. Apparently, there was there has been a super capital pilot who ran around with a neg wallet and just used a super asper normal. He could not repair, he could not use many services. CCP told him, pay off the neg wallet debt or we'll take further action.
0: Oh. So it's meant to be a
1: penalty with some teeth. Yes. Yeah, cuz I, I think isn't it? Isn't it like uh so if you like they nag your wallet not just like a a, a one isk or something they no. whatever it's the penalty fees. is they yeah. nag you that entire amount they take all your assets away and then they nag you the amount. So if you have a 1 trillion isk fine then you're negative 1 trillion isk. I think is how it works, right?
3: There's been uh, that famous image that's been passed around of a certain Alliance's wallet being minus one trillion, but that's that's quite an odd image. I'm I'm aware that many different renting groups in Eve have been neg walleted or suffered negative consequences, but this would essentially mean yeah, there's no way to I guess bypass it at least for now, or just how do I say
1: or shut down? Or, yeah, the biggest thing is money you can't laundering. Shut down, yeah, you can't shut down the Alliance and hand your assets over now, right? So. You just, those assets are just there now to be blown up or whatever until you pay it off. You can't give it to someone or sell it to someone. You can't do any of those sort of things. You, you'd you have to do a handshake agreement to sell whatever stations you have, get the ISK from someone, pay off your Nag wallet, and then still honor your agreement to transfer the station afterwards. Like it's a whole bunch of trust me trust, well, me, trust me, trust me now that you have to put in place if that was the path of paying it off, for example.
0: I wonder if there was... Uh... That it was a way of maybe this is what you just said bypassing the neg wallet because if you were to, well, never mind. I was thinking if you it's sold it's, if you sold a structure it's, it's, off and you were able to give it you know to somebody else that, um, the neg wallet would eat up your profits.
2: Oh, you simply get. How do they? How do? They, how do they pay the bill? Shouldn't that that an alliance with a negative wallet automatically end up being disbanded?
1: No, I don't think it's automatically disbanded.
2: I think the concern is it shouldn't be able to pay the bill. If you can't pay the alliance bill, you Hmm. get disbanded.
0: I don't know. We're in murky waters with this. Uh, I actually don't know how it works. We could find out. You want to find out? Let's find out. I just uh, wanted to let people know what a negative wallet was.
3: Essentially, the trick was you had a corporation with a negative wallet and they held structures. This is dirty money. Now, if you transferred these structures to a clean corporation alliance with a non-empty wallet now the all that dirty money is who cares about it you now have some clean structures you can use you can anchor you can sell and you can just ditch the dirty wallet and forget about it now nada doesn't happen anymore
0: <laughs> i think you cracked it good one all right all right guys uh we're just about out of time you guys have any other news that you wanted to cover
1: no, no other news. No, and I think we covered. Uh, we went far enough that I, I had some other topics, but I'll, I'll save them. It was hmm. around industry. I was gonna. I'll give Caleb a pass. He does not have to insult the industrialists again today. So I'll, I'll be nice. I'll, yeah, I'll that sounds the, about.
2: That sounds like a plan. And uh, I think Meryl mentioned something about war news before we went on, and both uh, you and I war? said, what, "What war?
3: What war?" Yeah. Well, I like the new
0: Aura. Her dress reminds me of okay let's stop right there thanks everybody for <laughs> i'm just kidding go ahead finish your thought wow. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead finish your thoughts all right okay she's a she's a robot remind... a well-dressed
1: man she's a well-dressed man uh, is gonna, gonna gonna appreciate a well-dressed uh 3d uh avatar so let's mm-hmm. hear what he has to say
3: well she reminds me of uh kara from detroit become human she looks very her dress looks very matronly
0: i'm sure you just mama, offended some yeah mama aura all right all right <laughs> uh okay so that's all we got yeah. war news we'll pick it up again uh later on don't say what war there's a war going on uh you didn't that's want to say sure. one thing caleb you wanted to say that initiative is come on I, I mad libs that finish they, the they've, sentence they've
2: staged um and and is doing some campaigning uh up in in the northern uh sector right um i think they're in ethereum reach right now um punching a bit uh and uh reinforcing some structures and uh some uh jump bridges and stuff like that um no big losses and of course time will tell it's it, it's basically they've tried to scale up the the backfield burning shenanigans and uh harassment but of course the weakness on that is that, that costs actual uh warm bodies in in delve proper so gonna have to see how that plays out and whether it's actually uh going to be a positive thing
0: they can jump clown
2: yeah of course they can but still uh i think there's already been a few skirmishes where uh the the numbers uh on the imperium side has been looking a little bit weaker than normal um and whether that is because of because it's not just initiative uh that's actually in this campaign there's a few uh other groups that's actually supposedly joined them as well so they they are up there in uh, some considerable force with uh, some bigger toys. So this is not just uh, uh, people running around and uh, toilet papering uh, the house. You said Ethereum Reach, like over in
1: the over in the east.
0: I think it's slice territory.
2: Yeah, slice. <laughs> they, they are punching at slice. Gotcha.
0: Former Dead Coalition members. Uh... Now part of Panfam, I think it's
2: one one v n constellation I think they 've actually been uh, reinforcing stuff in
1: yeah so, so I like the, Nick's take on that <laughs> So Nick, Nick, uh, Nick says sounds like anit is trying to get as far away from the goons as they can is <laughs> literally on the other side of the map well it,
0: it is um, i don 't know maybe again you can you can make it to all the important fights in. Um, one DQ area. If you, you know, if you clone there, but what's happening one DQ right now is not really head-on collisions. There's just a ton of skirmishing, and the skirmishing is adding up. There's a lot of money. Uh, I think they passed over one trillion already, uh, just in about four fights. You know, so there's a lot of damage being done on both sides. Uh, you know, why wouldn't you want to be there for those skirmishes? Probably, initiative is uh. You, what, European time zone? And maybe the fighting is happening in U.S. time zone? That might have something to do with it. I don't see the... um, Maybe not yet. Maybe it's not revealed. But I don't see the uh, strategy of attacking the backfield. I don't know if it works. It may have only ever worked with Fire Coalition. That's when Dreadbomb attacked. I think maybe that... similar
2: to the... To the way that you separate the the psych drama, right? You've covered the whole toxic uh, topic and uh, uh, the SOTAs from uh, from last week. Um, you don't say the same thing about every group, and you don't. Uh, you, you try to make it disproportionate when you are fighting uh, coalitions that have the different uh, representation. This is uh, what I call. Uh, Active crack forming, right? You, you try to m- make drama, if possible, both by harassment, uh, by psyching people, the way you talk about them or talk to them, the way you engage them when you actually get the chance to fight them. Um, if you happen to be in uh, a fairly big fight, you try to disproportionately hit one group more than another if you usually have a poor group
0: yeah
2: well and 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 because that matters right because if you have something like the all of pappy being sort of equally represented and then you can incur disproportionate losses that means that after this fight when the the whole discussion of uh who's going to pay and who's uh performing better that's potentially going to um, make some groups uh, frustrated, right? Well, it's a bit of divide and conquer.
3: And, well, once I didn't help them uh, protect Fountain, I guess, and decided to go attack Echidestateria, at now here's your chance to not defend Elven and go attack Vale.
0: Well, together with third-party groups, they did a, a pretty good number on Legacy Space. They created some heat on Brave, at least, definitely the... The Watchmen went down and joined other corps. So it does have an effect locally on the actual corps. Does it have an effect on the overall effort? No, I don't think so.
2: In the campaign when uh, when the Imperium was, uh, quote-unquote, ridiculing Brave, right? Um, You also saw it when Pappy was uh, trying to uh, psych-dislodge the initiative by saying that they should really leave the Imperium. This stuff always is part of uh, of big warfares when, when you're talking about how um, can you get the, the, the participation to weaken. And and ironically, in this war, none of this seems to work, right? We, I think Marilyn and I had a talk uh, the other day about the whole war of attrition and, and boredom. And it's like, it doesn't seem to be working at all. Participation is still high on both sides. No one seems to really be leaving. Uh, there's a few things that actually drop off because some organizations or corps actually fail, skate or get folded into something else. But on, on average, I'm not seeing any reduction really in participation. I see reduction in active, uh, events and fights and uh, strategies, but not in participation at all.
1: No, I think if there's any dips, I think it's systematic across all of you due to, uh, you know, just due to the time of the year and uh, life events and stuff, there's always a bit of a dip in the spring. I think we talked about that on on a previous show. I, I, you see the same thing, right? I said this a number of shows back, and I still stand by it. The pilots who are in Imperium, who are hanging out in 1DQ, are love PvP. Most of the people hanging out in T5Z love PvP and in the region. And if you love PvP, you're in the right place right now. It's like one giant fight club. And so, why would you want to leave? Why would you stop participating? You log in and you get fights. You sometimes win, you sometimes lose, and and then every once in a while the FC shows up. And we have a really big battle, or there's a there's a focused uh, attempt to do something. And certainly Pappy has been has a, has had a strategy, and they've been executing. But Imperium has a strategy, and they're executing as well. But right now, we've certainly entered into this this kind of prolonged fight, 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 and it's just a, you know it's just a delve thunderdome almost.
2: Yeah, and, and, and this is why we jokingly said, what war? Because some of these uh, skirmishes have been reduced a little bit lately. And this is maybe because of the, 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 the silence just before the storm, right? But um, it's the same with the money thing, right? Everyone is t- throwing uh, poo-poo and, 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 and drama-ing, saying, oh, these guys are broken, these guys are broke." N- no, it's, it's, it's more the fact that because of the way that you dip into your resources when you are at war... Uh, something that, that would run out first is actually liquids, right? It's, it's it's ISK. And we saw it with Brave. We saw it with Initiative. Uh, we saw it uh, with uh, with, uh, with uh, Test and, and, and PH when they started the, the bond and the same with the Imperium Proper when they did the war bond. You run out of cash. That's just normal, especially in a scenario where you have industry changes and uh, ecosystem changes that makes the raw materials, more valuable. You do not want to get rid of that. This is actually going up in value. Uh, I think Kenneth Feld talked about how he was holding on to his gas and stuff like that, because this is going to appreciate in, 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 in value. You don't want to then be forced to sell off something that is increasing in value. So that is why you get these things like war bonds and, 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 and people trying to get cash on hand to be able to do things uh, economically in their organization. And, Yes, you have something lacking, like the, the bottlenecks in different areas of your organization. But because of the the lull and because of the averaging out of losses and, and destruction uh, over the entirety of the war, this number is actually really low, especially compared to productivity. So, again, what war? It's like it, it's not really hurting anyone. People are having fun. They're having fights. And it's not really hurting.
0: Well. Cash is like capacitor to a war, right, to a warring side. Eventually it will drain. The problem is, not the problem, but the opportunity for not only Test and the Imperium, is, is, but the Imperium, is the prices are going up on materials that are sold, which means the profitability of the Tranquility Trade Tower will also go up. Uh, and therefore they will get a bump to their SRP. Yeah, they'll get a bump to their SRP, and that'll keep them in the game a little bit longer. But make no mistake, pain is being applied in gameplay, and how much fun are you having? Uh, Rundle said, hey, this is a PvP paradise, and it is, but it's just like somebody comes over and says, hey, you, I'm going to eat your lunch, and the guy says, go ahead, and it's a gigantic table, you know, after a while, you get tired of eating. You need a rest or you need to, you get tired. And so I think a lot of people are tired that are attacking in this war, but I think a lot of people who are defending are tired in this war. Still, the stakes are high. Let's see if, uh, if something happens. I don't even know if people run out of money before it's over, but, uh, we'll see. It's kind of weird. Well, I,
2: I, I don't think money or even raw materials is, is, is that much of a problem. It's, it's really more about, um, the pieces on the board it's more about the stockpiles it's more about the war caches in uh, actual uh, ships that are ready to to go and and be utilized right this is why you saw that glut in uh, <clears throat> in battleships when uh, uh, when the imperium was basically just feeding the wood chipper um we've not lost uh well we have lost titans but not compared to what was promised but we've lost a lot of structures right especially in in the imperium Um, but it's all all across the board that structures are going down. So we had massive uh, Supers and Titan proliferation and massive proliferation of structures. And this is actually getting resolved or fixed a little bit uh, during this war. But I don't think anyone is really suffering because that's what ships and structures and stuff is Mm. supposed to be for, right? And no one is really hurting at a level where they're crying about it. Um,
0: By the way... battleships are cheaper we told you we told you yeah, I, I told yeah, you battleships I, are going to be cheaper people were saying they're going to be more expensive and i was like I, I don't think so i think they're going down or staying the same and everything below battleships well, this is, is getting cheaper so
2: well we need to wait and see what happens when when battleships uh become uh the major part of uh of the doctrine meta right because it's been hacks online for too long um but now battleships are actually in a better place so they, they will most likely be more preferable in big fights so let's see what happens if they start being actually utilized in the war all
0: right well we got to get rundle to his next date he's been hanging around our house too long <laughs> all right so uh we're going to send you over to where rundle is going so you guys can all party with him uh for the rest of the evening i want to say thanks to rich thanks to caleb for staying up so late and hanging out with us do, doing uh, this coverage of the patch notes. Thanks to Ash for sending over the people initially. And I want to thank everybody that's viewing here and stuck with us.
1: I thank Ron you all M's, very Ron much. Ron USMC did a uh, raid just a short little while ago. Thanks. to his viewers as well, coming nice over, time. and Ron. Thank
0: you, Ron. Thank you, guys. Thank Nick for uh, buying some bind around of um, memberships, or I don't know what these things are called. <laughs> subscriptions. But subscriptions, but Prime subscriptions, which are free to you if you want to like hit the Prime... Thing. We really appreciate that. We're a little bit low this month, this last month. And uh, it's interesting because usually we're always progressing. So I don't know. I guess we had a big month. Okay. Happy July. That's
1: probably Nick. Ha- yeah. Happy oh, May 4th. I was 4th. just going to say. Right. Yeah, May 4th. I was just going to say it was probably Nick spending his, uh, someone probably donated to his, uh, candidacy, his candidacy fund for CSM 16. He's probably spending that money wisely on, uh, on subscriptions for TIS. So, you know, vote early, vote often for Nick <laughs> Bison, CSM 16.
0: There you go. Not actually a candidate, but uh, in spirit. All right, guys, uh, have fun. We will see you tomorrow on Talking in Stations.